Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, everybody. Hey, hello. Good morning. What day is this? It is Friday. What's the Friday? date? It's Wait, the 5th. What happened to Thursday? Um... It's gone. <laughs> yeah. It was a busy Thursday for me. There was a lot going on. It was. On. Um, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of stuff happening with our V8 groups. That's really taken off, folks. I'm, oh, my I'm, goodness. I'm excited to. Uh, yeah. We're hearing from lots of folks. We have and, and room uh, for all. Yeah. So we can create as many groups as we need. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, if you if you uh, um, have are like thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Our first our first group meets next week. Yeah. So week from yesterday. Yep. So yeah, Thursday the eleventh. So, and then yeah. uh, I set the uh group date or the date for the other meeting for the twenty-third with group two. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, we're forming two groups right away and got that going on. Next yep. Friday we have Brent Carmichael come Yay! and talk to us about overhead. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that because we do not see enough numbers on overhead. Obviously, the we, we don't numbers, typically ask for it. And yeah, well, yeah, we're not inside. We're only inside the DMS with the work that mm -hmm. we do our, with our clients. So we don't see the expenses. We don't really ask them for the expenses. Sometimes uh, we get into analysis where they'll provide some, yes. but, but for the, we don't see enough of it. So mm -hmm. I'm really interested. I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask Brent to talk to us in percentages so that most of us can have some good yeah. takeaways from that conversation a week from today. Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to be a good one. Yep. I'm and then I will also remind everybody that we have our date set for our first dealer roundup. And uh, we're going to be doing six mm -hmm. of those under the BHPH Nation TV live stream yes. track. So it's kind of um, the roundup is the name of the type of event. And right. it's going to be uh, um, similar to what we've done in the past uh, where we talked about enterprise value and the one where we talked about deal structure. It'll just be shorter. Yeah. So um, looking, looking at three, for that. looking mm -hmm. at three sessions of about fifty minutes each, and we've yeah. we've identified based on social media polls what the two first two topics are. Mm -hmm. We got to got to narrow down that third one. But yep. yeah, we'll be talking about growth. Was one I forget mm -hmm. what the other one was. Do you, um, well, there were actually two other ones. Uh, one of them was collections. I thought that was the third one, but it was kind mm -hmm. of a distant third. So okay. we'll see what that. And I forget yeah, just now what the other, maybe inventory pipeline. Yeah, I think, I think that I think that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, so those will be pipeline. our two, at least two of our three topics: inventory pipeline and growth strategies. Mm -hmm. And so we'll bring some uh, moderators, some and at dealers. least co-moderators and mm -hmm. dealers to those subjects, to uh, those panels. It. Yep, yeah, looking forward absolutely. to that. Absolutely. We should get down to our subject uh, yes. of the day. Um, this is a very straight line subject. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot in straight line squiggly lines. Those of you who are new to this concept, mm -hmm. a straight line are more operational things. They yeah. are things that don't really require well, everything requires a, a layer uh, that will not requires. I need to change my wordage because <laughs> Jim's like, don't ever tell Bibby you have to. Yeah. Um, the straight line topics are are topics that are just they're they're high level. Um, it's just numbers. It's you know measuring. It's you know this is this is your process from A to B. Squiggly lines are the um how you approach it um and it's that heart element it's that how you want to be known to your your customer and your community so this is a very straight line um topic that we have today yeah and i think the um the thing that before we get into the actual numbers i think what we can talk about here is the 
Um, and by the way, for our folks who listen on audio, this is one of those broadcasts that you might want to catch on catch video on YouTube. and YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will do the best I just, can. To just so you all know, we will be, um, we will be, uh, all of our video content of, um, morning shows, uh, the podcast and everything. We're setting that up so that it can also be viewed on our website, White Hat Way. So it's yeah. uh, that'll be coming, but right now yeah. YouTube is where you want to go. A, that's a big undertaking you just committed to there. So. I am yeah. not undertaking it under any timeline, <laughs> yeah. nor am I saying I will be the one to do no, it. No, I know. There's just <laughs> we, we have like, and she's not referring to all of them, but we have like 350 videos on our YouTube channel now. It so might we, just be from now on yeah, or something. Yeah, we'll I, see. You know, we'll, we'll see. see, and then get someone who can start downloading them all in their spare time. Maybe it's like a college student yeah. or something. But we do know, you yeah. know, some of our dealer listeners uh, just tend to listen in the car and that's all great we yeah. just uh we know some of the stuff we want to bring on video and we yeah. know that's not necessarily typical podcast format but there's some stuff i'm i'm very visual and i think I, some of the stuff we talk about mm -hmm. is easier to show on a slide you know kind of the thing that we're talking about and i guess before mm -hmm. we get into the actual slides i just talk about collateral recovery rate i i chose collateral recovery rate months ago we did an episode mm -hmm. with jimmy rambo from spartan financial mm -hmm. he was kind enough to come and a lot of high viewage we, we got a lot of people that uh that, yeah. that downloaded that on their on their podcast because well, they love um, jimmy that's they love jimmy. jimmy yeah he's yeah, so awesome so, yeah, i really yeah. like jimmy well, of course everybody yeah. does but i think um the idea is that we when we talk about collateral recovery right that's a common um figure that lenders use for portfolio mm -hmm. analysis and in working with a client just yesterday this is was not a new conversation with this client but it was mm -hmm. certainly a um kind of a almost like we we put a a final pin in this conversation because we closed out 2023 and we have data now through december so everything we're going to show you today is from one client this is one dealer and it's data through december of 2023 and we were looking at the collateral recovery rate charts in their case, and they're definitely trending downwards. If you want to show that, the first um, one that here? first one, yeah. Okay. It'll show that, that the their stage. collateral recovery rate. And I'm also going to do this. Yeah, make let's it a see if we bigger. can make that thing a little bigger. But yeah, the uh, the idea then is, um, you know, when we look at that, uh, that, that vertical bar kind of a third of the way through there is the the change in the calendar year. That's when we switched over from December to January. So everything you see on the right over there is 2023, everything before that 22. But you can see that their collateral recovery rate was running, you know, consistently above 70% or is that, I can't see that's actually above 80%. Above 80%. Yeah. And you know, this, for, in fairness, this is a, a little bit smaller portfolio. I know they closed the year at, you know, something short of $3 million and, and, you know, 200 plus contracts. But I think that, that regardless of portfolio size, the numbers would be the same here. It's because we, we really focus on ratios for that reason so that things are, relevant mm -hmm. you know almost regardless of the portfolio size and i was thinking this morning michelle that i with with all dealers and certainly with this dealer i must have a dozen different metrics that we track just on collections and portfolio performance yeah and the reason we look at so many different ones is partly why this conversation came about today is like if you looked at collateral recovery rate and you're some you know green um analyst just out of school you might look at this and say wow we we have a line of credit with this dealer and their their collateral recovery rate is, is really tanking we probably better take a look at that you know and hopefully they would have enough experience to ultimately get to the same information that we did but you would look at that and say wow their collateral recovery rate 2023 is sharply different 
Okay. Then does that mean that they're not collecting very well? Does that mean that their portfolio mm -hmm. is not yielding like it should? At a glance, you might draw that conclusion, but let's go to the next slide. Okay. So this shows, this is the actual principal collected in the portfolio month over month. So and not a rolling line average. About? What's that? What's the line about? That that horizontal line that's sloping downward uh -huh. is suggesting that's a that's a an, a trend line that's created okay. in this case by Microsoft Excel, mm -hmm. and it says that that is trending down. Now, that it's probably be more flat. See that one first month in there from last year, right here. Yeah, January big collections mm -hmm. numbers, and so that that skewed the totals a little bit, but. In, in, in reality, what this shows is that the principal collected per month as a, as a trend is going down. Okay. Okay. So, so again, the analyst might look at that and say, what's the deal? We're collecting less principal. This is in dollars. I, I later look at it in percentages, but let's go ahead and go to the next one. Now, this is interest collected per month. So dealer hadn't changed their interest rate. They're not charging consumers any more for interest. So the question, why would the interest, you know, be, be increasing sharply in this case? And, and the short answer here is that it's about portfolio growth. This particular dealer is growing and their portfolio, and I wish I had a chance to chart that to show how much their inventory has turned over and what percentage of their portfolio is newer. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we'll have that for the client soon. But I think what the idea here is that what you can see now is that the dealer is actually collecting, you know, sharply more interest. That's pretty evident. Without the changing their interest rate right. at all. And yes. again, the vertical bar is the change in the year. So you can mm -hmm. see these last several months, the interest um, collected per month has been tracking up, up, up. So we can go on to the next one. This one shows. This one shows it's inverted. So it, it's basically the, the top line is principal collected as a percentage of P&I collected. So when you, when you combine the principal and interest, this is basically just saying, okay, how much of what we collect in principal and interest is principal and how much was interest on a percentage basis? So mm -hmm. I don't think I got it on the chart. This one, I believe, is based on a three-month rolling average. Okay. So, so, but you can see they're basically just an inversion of one another. But you could also see from looking at that, that based on a percentage, that less and less of what we collect on a percentage basis has been principal in the mm -hmm. last couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. so, so why would that be? Why would, of all the payments that we collect and put in the drawer, you know, why would more and more be interest? Well, it's because on a new loan, simple interest loan, we have more interest charges at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we're just, that's again. So this is like a reflection of growth. I would say so, yes. I mean, okay. it's really an indication that, yeah, the portfolio is growing. And so we can go into this last one. Okay. And when we compare to the cloud recovery, this one's going to be really difficult. I wish we could show this one on the screen a little bit better. But it's like the uh, the reality is that, um, and I probably just need to put this slide in the, comment so people can review this a little more closely because I don't know if you'll find a way to increase it, but if you can get it where we can see it better on our side, that would be helpful. Hey, there, we go. there we go. So the, um, the main thing I want to jump forward to here, we do roll forwards for our clients, you know, every month we update the collections numbers for the prior month. This is driven heavily off of what I call conversion rates, which are the percentages that we're currently collecting principal, the percentage that we're current there. And, and let me be super clear about that. This is the percentage of principal collected as a percentage of the opening principal balance. 
Then we do the same thing with interest. Interest collected as a percentage of the opening principal balance in that month. Mm-hmm. Then charge offs all the things. So what that does is lets us extrapolate. If we said, okay, if you add a portfolio and you just you just quit funding contracts today and you just quit, you know, mm-hmm. originating new paper in this particular portfolio, how would it project? And you know, this is just this is just mathematics. Like all we're doing is just saying, okay, we're projected to collect X amount per month percentage based on our recent history. Then you could look and say, okay, this is what we should anticipate. I'll show you up there at the very top. This shows that the dealer in this case, again, all the same dealer that has got about 2.8 million in principle at the close of December. Right? So now that tells us, okay, if we took that 2.8 in principle and we said, all right, if we collect the same amount of the same rate of principal that we've been collecting, the same interest mm-hmm. uh, rate of interest that we've been collecting, the same rate of charge offs, the same rate of prints or of, I'm sorry, of uh, repo recovery, then it says, okay, in the next 12 months, this is what we could anticipate collecting. Okay. So I think, you know, it's pretty interesting. Like, look at this particular dealer in 12 months. If you look at the principal and I'm sorry, the principal plus the repo ACV plus the interest collected, that comes out to be 69.9%. So basically what this tells us is if this dealer continued to collect at the same rate, which assumes the same team of people doing the job or whatever, then that dealer could expect to collect about 70% of that 2.8 million in the next 12 12 months. months. That's pretty impressive to me. That's that's an indication of the rate at which the portfolio yields mm-hmm. cash. Now it gets lost because we're putting new contracts in it all the time. And it's difficult for us to measure that. And this is why we like roll forwards. Okay, so this is, is, this is basically uh, putting, I'm asking you this, um, is putting everything that they had at the end of the year or what they opened the year with right. in its own silo. And right. this, this is what that, if you were to silo off, year to year as buckets of, of, um, contracts. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that because I think that it allows dealers to see improvement Mm -hmm. in their way that they're underwriting the way that they are, um, you know, a lot of different things with, uh, with their, um, like how they're buying their underwriting, all of that year to year. It's part of really, what static yeah. pools do in a way, yeah. but certainly what you're suggesting is bucket it by calendar year, which mm-hmm. we could do. We don't currently do that. We update it all the time and every month. I mean, I guess you've got it each month for that way, mm-hmm. but it's like we take the whatever the principal balance is at the close of the month and we say mm-hmm. if we continue to collect at the same rate or convert money out of the portfolio at the same rate mm-hmm. would be another way to say that then this is what we could expect it to yield. So I think this is interesting because, you know, it's been pretty well said. I know, um, you know, we've heard experts. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember in our live stream back in March, we had experts say that, you know, your collateral recovery rate is a number two that um, bulk buyers use. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you could sell your portfolio is pretty close to whatever that collateral recovery rate would be. Well, look at this dealer's example. That says that they would be able to sell their portfolio for less today Mm-hmm. than they could have a year ago and that's and it's not performing differently it they're collecting 
on a percentage of principal and interest that they collect, they're collecting super well. I didn't go into it today here, but you know, we also track collection efficiency results mm-hmm. for them. And I know they collected their, their 10 week rolling average at the close of December was 99.3%. So they're so, collecting 99.3% of their contracts. Yeah. And we don't need to go into the whole yeah. formula for collection efficiency today, but it's a, it's a weekly number and it's tracked over a rolling average and their collections are strong. And this also says that the, across the next, um, and, and this is also quite telling. If you look at the, if we can get that back up on the screen, I got oh. one more thing I want to try to um, explain. Oh, it's up about. there. I'm just yeah, going to make it big for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's look at the numbers on that, that third row in each of those sections is principal plus repo ACV plus interest to collect. So and so I, I think it's important for our listeners to know that when you roll forward, you account for a certain percentage of repos. Correct. And you're, all you're doing is you're using the history, the prior months of history. And so this is the this rate is at which we've been yes. charge off as again, uh-huh. as a percentage of opening. Balance. So this is, this is not, this is not about if you're to collect everything and you know, Correct. every, every, this is based this is on assuming, your trends in uh, your right. dealership. This is what you can expect right. to collect. If you continue to collect at the same rate you mm-hmm. have been, this is what you could yield. But the part that I wanted to really have dealers think about is look at the, this dealer actually yields 69.9% in the first 12 months. And at the end of 24 months, they're at 86.5%. Again, that's principal interest and repo ACV all rolled in all the monies that we could yield out of the portfolio. Mm-hmm. They've now through 24 months collected 86% of that starting 2.8. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of three years, they're at 99.3. So this to me is another argument, like if, again, we're at 70, 86 and 99 across, you know, 12, 24 and 36 months. So that's a pretty good indication of, you know, if we're going to sell a portfolio, like when, when should we sell it? You know, and, and we've had a number of people that we've dealt with mm-hmm. or bulk buyers who say, you know, most of the charge-offs happen at around 12 months, 12 to 18 months, but you can look at this, as, what hear. would it look like if you were to, because this particular dealer could sell, you know, they'd actually have still on the books about 1.3 million at the end of 12 months, according to this forecast. And so this would be a time to consider selling the portfolio. Now, you know, we don't really advocate selling portfolios. But if you're gonna, this is when you're going to experience the most um, uh, return on selling that. Yeah. Is, is when you get to that 12 month plus mark. At at least when we look at it as percentage of where you started. This mm-hmm. is, you know, you had that $2.8 million when you started. And so, you know, like I say, at, at 12 months, we've collected about 70% mm-hmm. of it. And so now you've got, you're still sitting on this 1.3. And so I'm just saying now the the yield off of the portfolio and they're trailing, you know, 12 and 24 months, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the second year, the third year, mm-hmm. that that's kind of a diminishing number. And so it's just something to for dealers to be aware of. And I think, you know, this is why we like to see this kind of measurement and it's all just information for the dealer. You know, I was thinking this morning as I was working through these numbers, you know, I don't, I don't have a finance degree. I'm a, I'm good with math. I'm good with Microsoft Excel. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of taking a logical approach as a former dealer. If I were a dealer, what would I want to see, you know, and what would matter to me? And this is kind of the way we go about it. 
And because I'm really looking at my cash flows, I'm looking at my performance, I'm looking at the value of my business, I'm obviously trying to measure the, the effectiveness of my team and all these kind of things. But I think really where I'm getting to is that it, it'd be interesting to go out and do a poll, like what percentage of the dealers that are out there and buy here, pay here, have a finance degree? It's probably a pretty low number, mm-hmm. right? And so that's okay. They don't need to. That's not that's not their strength. But but it's like when you start to dig into this stuff and realize we're over here operating a pretty good sized portfolio. It's a primary asset in our business. Mm-hmm. We don't come from a finance background, and you know there's there's just things to learn. And, and I think there's things to recognize that one number by itself can't really tell the whole story. That's what I've mm-hmm. always said about delinquency. Um, and now you can see that collateral recovery rate by itself wouldn't tell the whole story. And I certainly, you know, if I were in this dealer's shoes, I certainly wouldn't want to be selling my portfolio based on what the collateral recovery rate currently looks Mm-mm. like, because you're probably recognized collateral recovery rate doesn't take into account interest collected. It's mm-hmm. just measuring principal and, and repo collections. And so that's, um, that's why, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect that shift in the portfolio in terms of the interest earnings. Mm-hmm. So, You know, it's just an interesting measuring stick. And I think that's all we want to try to do is put different ratios in front of people. So then let's, let's, the moral of the story. (laughs) Um, One, I, what I, that if, if you're going to sell your portfolio, Mm -hmm. don't do it until I will, it's, uh, I, we would strongly suggest that you wait for 12 months, whatever. Um, But if you also, if you're looking at, um, at how your portfolio can grow and, and to, to track those numbers, this is a, this is a good, um, measuring stick of what's going to happen. It's interesting. I know when we talk to different dealers, um, and we've done, uh, this cash flow analysis, which Mm -hmm. is, which is part of what it is that you see here. I mean, that's kind of like a piece of some of the stuff that we do is that we've had dealers say, oh my gosh, this is scary close mm-hmm. to what we actually did. And um, I, yeah. yeah. And it, that, that it's, it's um, you know, it's as, as long as you're accounting for what you historically have done and mm-hmm. you know, what your repo rates are and all of that, then you can pretty, you can get really close to this is what we should expect. Yeah. And, and part of that the reason that becomes important is because that's, that's how we start to get to a place where we can forecast our cash collections for the coming month, which is going to help us know what can we spend at the auction mm-hmm. or can we afford to hire that new person or whatever, you know, all those kind of things are going to help us now extrapolate forecast our cash yield. And so, you know, we just closed 2023. People can take these numbers and we'll happily provide, I've got a template that I created. We'll happily share the template that you can use to go back and do the last 12 months of history. And mm-hmm. then yeah, uh, just P a pr- private message, yeah, Jim send me a, or send myself. Me a and yeah. yeah. And so, we can, we can yeah, send that I'll to happily you. get that to you. Cause it just, all it does is capture the information and help you mm-hmm. um, know how to calculate then those oh, ratios. That's another thing that I could eventually add to the uh, website. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a freebie. <laughs> so yeah, it's just I am not, I'm not like pigeonholing myself into a date, yeah. but there's, there's been a few things in the last year or so that we've shared yeah. like the buyers and sellers pledge yeah. um, white hat way and this and some other mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, again, this is not a white hat Wednesday, but I think when we think about what we're trying to do with all the white hat stuff and the reason she's referring to that being mm-hmm. at the website is we're just trying to make resources available. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get education in front of dealers and get information in front of the yeah. dealers. And, and I think we're, 
we don't need to try to advise anybody based on a certain business model. Mm-hmm. We can share all the information, let dealers decide for themselves. Cause everybody's got, that's one of the things that I look forward to having um, my friend, Chris Tiller from car financial come to the yeah. broadcast one day, Chris, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you were listening, <laughs> then uh, busy at we work would, in the we'd office. love to have you come yeah. back and talk about some of the things that are, we know that, Buy here, pay your dealers by just their nature, by the field that they've chosen to be in. They're fiercely independent. That was mm-hmm. a, that was the phrase that Chris used when we had the conversation mm-hmm. before. And it's like, he's, he's right. They're fiercely independent. I was a de- dealer myself, and I enjoyed the independence and flexibility that's buy here, pay here. Now, we just got to be able to put information in front of dealers and let them be able to make decisions for themselves. And help each other out. You know, it's obviously part mm-hmm. of what we're doing with the V8 group is getting getting dealers where they get together and have these numbers mm-hmm. and just talk about it. What does it mean? Yeah. Well, and one of the things I, I can see is, is, you know, we've talked so often about you really can't, you can't measure what you don't track. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so can't manage what you, you can't don't. manage what you don't mm-hmm. measure either. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you can't, you can't, um, you can't measure really effectively what you don't track because mm-hmm. we can say, well, I think, or that, you know, whatever. But, but if, if you're, if you really want to measure how new initiatives, new software, new marketing strategies, new, you know, all of the things that can be factors in playing on these numbers, mm-hmm. it's, we strongly suggest that you you take some time and and figure out, you know, where am I at right now? Add the thing and then keep tracking and see how it how it changes the numbers. Because yeah. it's one thing, you know, when you change a marketing strategy, it's one yeah. thing that I'm getting more leads, but yeah. how many are you closing? Yeah. How many are, you know, if is it is it moving the needle? And then there's lots of other things you can yeah, start. Yeah, and as we always talk yeah. about, there's there's yeah. lots of ways to measure this, but I think the danger is sometimes as a dealer, and look, we're not, this is not an indictment. We just know this is the mm-hmm. nature of being in that chair mm-hmm. as a dealer principal sometimes, especially when you're smaller and growing. The nature of the thing is, look, we have virtual meetings with clients and it's hard mm-hmm. for us to get through an hour meeting without them getting a distraction about, hey, you know, there's somebody pops in. Yeah. Says, we want to put a transmission in <laughs> So it's car. like, hey, yeah. April. Yeah. 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 So it's How like, you doing? Yeah. yeah. So it's just they, they basically get um, this thing about they get they get distracted. And so it's challenging for them to mm-hmm. find enough desk time or have somebody on their team who can produce the stuff so that they can have the information in front of them. So mm-hmm. the dangerous thing is we're all just selling cars and replacing transmission, selling more cars and our portfolio is not performing as well as we think it should be. And then we're just putting more contracts into a poorly performing this, portfolio. Yeah. And that's, that's dangerous. We, we need to know better. We need to know yeah. how to fix that. And this actually, it also, um, it ties into some of the things we've talked about, like with enterprise value or whatever, is that it's the, we know that you're you have a lot going on. You've got a lot on your plate. But being able to to create an atmosphere in your dealership where your dealership can run without you for the afternoon or for mm-hmm. whatever, so that you can get away and do the work that needs sure. to be done to work on your business instead of being in your business. Because if we can't carve out that time and get away from the day-to-day operations, mm-hmm. then we really can't it's it's a lot harder to to you know measure 
sure. and and know really what's working for you um, and what's, what's working against you right. um, in the success of your dealership. So, you know, that's another like a whole nother topic of uh, and, and if you're interested in how do we do this, you know, how what what are good strategies? Um, we did that whole day long event in March last year about enterprise value. And it's it's applicable to all size dealerships. Um, some of those uh, those uh, sessions that we mm -hmm. did, um, it's applicable to all dealerships. It's like if you want to be able to work on your business, here's some here's some tips and tricks. And you can find those on the uh, uh, the Institute by Hair Payer, bhphinstitute.com. Yeah. Um, so, is, so is that one the part of March. our conversation yesterday with the client was, you know, there, there are two pieces of this. There's portfolio performance and making sure the mm -hmm. portfolio is yielding what we expect, both from a collection department, mm -hmm. uh, performance measurement and the anticipated cash flows, but also just from a theft analysis mm -hmm. standpoint. Part of the reason we want to look at multiple um, calculations mm -hmm. is that one one report by itself can't tell you i know a lot of dealers lean on delinquency report maybe even mm -hmm. a recency report and i'm just saying I, that report doesn't tell the whole story i think what we showed today is collateral recovery rate doesn't tell the whole story yeah so it's like you know we just gotta we gotta have enough data at our fingertips mm -hmm. that we can know kind of how the portfolio is really doing it's like you know if we own a high performance car we need to make sure we got the right instruments on our dashboard so that we can see yeah. all the stuff. Right. And so, so know yeah. how it's really performing and, uh, and know if that thing is running low on oil. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's all, um, all of you out there listening, if you, uh, if you're on, uh, one of the podcasts, the syndicated podcast stations, Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, um, you might want to jump onto YouTube, mm -hmm. um, and look for Jim Rhodes and, sure. uh, and you'll be able to find the actual video to, to take a look. And while you're there, mm -hmm. like, and subscribe. That's right. Yeah. We'd love to have your subscribers <laughs> over there. We, the, everything that we do ends up over there. So some of yeah. it's private, like some of it's subscription or you, you're going to pay for some of those events, but, uh, but for the most part, yeah. um, you know, the other stuff we do is certainly out there. All right. Well, hey, everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Happy Friday. Yeah, have a great Enjoy weekend. the rest of your week. And we will see you on Monday with another great episode from the morning show. Go collect those car payments. Not <laughs> have the a car. Yeah, not the not car. car. Not the car. Have a great day, guys. All and right. a great see weekend. Ya. See ya. Good.